Welcome to The Water Tower, a podcast that's a sort of spiritual reservoir or backup plan for anyone who might just need a little extra encouragement to make it through the week. I'm your host, Lee Younger from Christ Community Church in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. And if you stick with us all the way to the end, you'll hear a full list of credits, including ways to contact us. For now, enjoy episode 51 called Your Unique Expression by Glenn Fitzgerald, founder of The Bridge Chicago. Colossians 2. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why, as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules, which have to do with things that are destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. Lord Jesus, the reality is you. Help us to find our connection with you, our intimacy with you, our relationship with you. It's been a hard year. 
And it's easy to get distracted. It's easy to, to get lost in the tedium of all of the things that we are in the middle of. Help us to find the vibrancy and the life and the reality of our connection and our relationship with you. I pray that you would fill us up with all of the things that you want us to live in. Thanks. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Savior, and all my sins are paid for, I am changed.
took my debt away, paid my cost at the cross. I am free, not the man you once knew me to be. You cut my chains, unbound my hands and feet. Love me, you're my father, you're my bread and living water, I am free. You love me, you're my father, you're my bread and living water, I am free. You love us, you're our father, we are sons and we are daughters, we are free. Okay, today we're talking about reconnecting with Jesus. And I think part of the problem here, when we feel like we're not connecting with Jesus, when we feel like uh, we have things uh, in our life that are disrupting our normal participation in church or small group stuff or anything like that, what we're feeling is a disconnection from church culture and, and, and the, the cultural expression of church life. But somehow we're feeling a disconnection from the Lord himself somewhere in that. So I think it's important for us to examine that. So first of all, let's talk about what we mean by culture. Uh, it, it, culture is just the language, that's terminology that we use. Uh, it's the arts, that's worship music, uh, you know, writing in a journal, those kinds of things. Uh, it's rituals, so the way we do communion or baptism, those kinds of things. And it's social institutions, that's denominations and churches and um, uh, seminaries and all those kinds of things. These are all cultural artifacts of Christianity. Uh, these things are human inventions. So the communion is not a human invention, that's, that's a sacrament. But the way that we do communion is a human invention. We've invented all sorts of different ways of doing it. And if you like one way over another, great, go for that. That's fantastic. But the problem comes in when we start looking at other people and say, you have to do it the way I think is right. And the problem comes for us when we're connecting with church culture, we're not really connecting with Christ. So there's actually a chapter of Colossians 2 in the Bible, and this, this kind of explains all of this and talks about all of it. I want you to go back and read the whole chapter. I'm just going to pull some key verses out of this. And this is, um, this is uh, Paul writing to the Colossians, and he says, Make sure no one controls you. They will try to control you by using false reasoning that has no meaning. Their ideas depend on human teachings. They don't depend on Christ. He says, don't let anyone judge you 
about holy days and about special holiday feasts. He says, what is real is found in Christ. Some people enjoy pretending to be humble, but don't let people like that judge you. So he's talking about people who uh, say we should celebrate these festivals and not those festivals. We should eat this and we shouldn't eat that. And, you know, all sorts of uh, conflict around how Christianity should be expressed. But Paul comes in there and says, these ideas depend on human teachings. That's exactly what he says about it. They depend on human teachings. It turns out that a lot of Christian culture, basically all of Christian culture, is just human teachings. And to recognize that, therefore, none of that is sacred. <laughs> Anything that's human is not, is not sacred. It might be really cool. It might be nice. It might work for this particular church. But it is something where... I have the right and the and maybe even the necessity to look at some elements of some church culture and say it's not working for me. Uh, the reality is when we feel disconnected from church culture, we feel disconnected from Christ, maybe that church culture was the thing I was connecting to. Maybe that was maybe I felt like that's how I connect with Christ is through the culture, but that doesn't make sense. We don't want anything between us and our relationship with God. Beyond that, I think one of the interesting things, now I'm going into my third decade, 30 years of doing prison ministry. And here's what I've seen over and over and over again in prisons. We have what we call Christianity in a vacuum. And that is where I might lead someone to the Lord or one of the other uh, people working in that facility might lead somebody to the Lord and they're on a unit by themselves and they start a Bible study and they have no idea really what happens in churches and what a seminary is and uh, what a liturgy is or any of those things. It's completely in a vacuum. And here's what you should know. 100% of those Christianity in a vacuums that have happened over 30 years, 100% of them have been better than any church anything I have ever seen anywhere. But part of the reason why is because it just simply flowed. It was simply the natural expression of that. Uh, we had a, 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 a prison ministry uh, where we were doing a, a worship service and a little bit of time afterwards, and we were in this facility and uh, the facility was certainly locked down, and so we weren't able to physically leave for like uh, a, a half an hour or so. And we had to wait uh, with the inmates after we'd had the service. And those inmates said, well, you know, we want to give you an offering. We can't give you money, but the only thing we can give you is, uh, is, is song, you know, that we can sing for you. And here's a song that we sing on the deck, and so now we're going to sing it for you. And they gathered around us. And as, as a, a token of thanks and appreciation, they sang to us. This was one of the most moving things that has ever happened to me in my life. But it was, and it was a cultural thing, but it was their thing. They came up with it. They were expressing what made sense to them. I wasn't taking mine my sense of church culture, what's right, and putting it on them. I think something amazing happens when you find your own cultural expression of Christianity. 
In fact, let's let's really get down all the way down to the bottom of this thing. Uh, let's look at your relationship with God. God speaks to you in English. He doesn't speak to you in Aramaic or Swahili or Spanish or anything else because you speak English. So he speaks to you in a way that you would understand. He has a different relationship with you, a different culture with you than he has with everyone else. It's totally unique to you. In fact, I'm sure that you uh, will eventually hear God speaking to you in uh, sayings and idioms and phrases and catchphrases even that you're familiar with so that this is a unique expression between you and the Lord. And it needs to get more unique. It needs to be more your own. Maybe uh, reading the Bible doesn't do as much for you as listening to it uh, via an audio tape or, or a, a, an audio Bible. Maybe for you, hearing it spoken aloud would make it come alive in a way that it wouldn't as you're reading it. Maybe you need to pray out loud instead of just in your head. Maybe you need a journal. Maybe you have a unique need and a unique way you want to express it. I think if we're holding those things back, we're losing that uniqueness. We're losing that life. It's not your own, but you're sort of latching onto someone else's cultural idea of what Christianity should be. Uh, and just before we go, I think it's important to look at how you need to let the cultural expression of Christianity that you're in change and evolve and grow as you change and evolve and grow. Maybe journaling works for a while and, and then later you want to write songs or you want to do painting or whatever, that your prayer life should have all sorts of different elements and aspects of it. It should be creative. It should be living and moving and breathing and changing and growing and evolving. That that's good. That's where it's alive. And that's what God wants for you. That's what I want for you. Let's uh, close with a few more verses for from that same second chapter of Colossians. Uh, Paul says, Why do you act as though you still belong to the world? Here are the rules for you to follow. Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. He says, those are based on merely human rules and teachings. It is true that those rules seem wise, but because of them, people give themselves over to their own kind of worship. They pretend they're humble. They treat their bodies very badly. But rules like these don't help. They don't stop people from chasing after sinful pleasures. At the end of the day, it's about recognizing that God has bigger and better and more real and vibrant and alive things for you than that. Don't go on someone else's human rules and teachings, as he says there. Uh, don't go on someone else's idea of what it means to worship. Find your own expression of that. Find, in, as you are in this vacuum, find your own Christianity in that vacuum and know and believe that it will be better and that we have your back. God bless you.
first song today was I Need You, Jesus by Nino Mishler and our Triple C band. The second song was I Am New by Southern Harmonic. Glenn Fitzgerald of the Bridge Chicago brought us a word from Colossians chapter 2. Our benediction was from 2 Corinthians 13, 14 by me. Musical score was controlled by Morning Machine, used by permission with musicbed.com. And you are hearing this because of Ian Gerther, a dude who's like the basketball you randomly picked up and chucked at the goal in front of the girl you liked in middle school that just so happened to go in, nothing but net. And our intro and outro music was by the one and only Jed Brewer of The Bridge Chicago. If you have any feedback on any episode or just want to get in touch, please feel free to write us anytime, watertowerpodcast at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at WaterTowerPod. Thanks for listening, and may the living water fill you up.